Jesus is saying in God's economics, in God's way of working, uh, this person is actually making the biggest splash uh, for what God is up to in the world. Welcome to the Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast, where we are all about going beyond programs, beyond best practices, and beyond curriculum to recover and learn from our Wesleyan roots and to explore the foundations for small groups that are organized to beat the devil and that produce disciples of Jesus Christ, who in turn disciple others. My name is Scott Hughes, and I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship here at Discipleship Ministry. Today I'm joined by David Teal, a colleague of mine. David is the Director of Laity and Spiritual Leadership. He used to be the Senior Academic Book Editor at Cokesbury. He has an MTS from Vanderbilt Divinity, and he has worked at several United Methodist churches in the Nashville area. And as it's pertinent to today's conversation, he is also the writer of the See All the People Study Guide, which we're going to get to in just a minute. But David, thank you for joining me in the studio. Thank you, Scott. It's great to be here. Yeah, we always have good conversations, so I'm glad we get to take those good conversations and uh, record them and put them on air for others to overhear. So let's begin with See All the People and what that is, right, for people who may not be familiar uh, see all the people. I'll say my part of this. You say your part of this. Just just uh, supplement what I as I start here. See all the people is is a movement really more than just simply uh, resources or anything else uh, that our general secretary Junius Dotson, who we've had on this podcast before, uh, he is helping churches to be intentional about disciple making. Right, that is the mission of the United Methodist Church: make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And this is a movement to help churches to be intentional about seeing all the people we're supposed to be in relationship with and to be discipling. So that that's my version of it. What do you want to add and supplement to that, David? Oh, that's great. Yeah, it, it it's not another program. It's not a yeah. curriculum necessarily. It's really more helping churches get back to their why. Uh, uh, Junius talks about our forgotten why. Yeah. Uh, we make disciples of Jesus. We don't make widgets. We don't. But but I know from being a programming and education director in the local church that you get caught up in all the things that you're doing, and uh, there are a lot of plates spinning, and there's a lot of party planning, and that's great. There, there are wonderful things happening in the church. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we sort of forget that we exist for one reason, yeah. uh, and that reason is to follow Jesus and lead others to him. And so the general secretary has been amplifying that message and churches have sort of it's become uh, viral in their mm-hmm. experience, and they're they're just beginning to uh, try to discover, uh, rediscover what it means to to follow Jesus and to lead others to Him by seeing the people in their reach, in their uh, ministry zone, in their longitude and latitude, and that's uh, awakening in them uh, a, a new empathy and desire to see others follow Jesus too. So it's kind of exciting just to be involved in any way, any small way at all, like I was with writing the study guide. Uh, but it's it's an exciting time, uh, and there are a lot of other things going on in the church, and I know people are, are uh, excited about a lot of other things too, but uh, this is really the main thing. So it's great yeah. to be a part of it. Yeah, and you know, really this kicked off, uh, I'm going to say about two annual conferences ago, with Junius's book, Intentional Discipleship Systems, A Guide for Local oh. Congregations. And that went out to most all annual conferences. And then last year, there was the follow-up book, uh, Engage Your Community. Right. Right. And there's been several other smaller booklets and smaller uh, other resources that have supplemented these. Uh, But there's this new resource out that we want to highlight today uh, that you've been integral in creating. And it it kicks off with a video 
Uh, so why don't you say a little bit about the video, and then we'll move into the other parts of the resource. Well, it's a three-session uh, teaching and discussion series uh, featuring uh, Junius Dotson. He shares with you at the beginning. There's a video that, that introduces you to the theme of the big idea of, of one session. And then later, there's another video with Junius having a sort of concrete conversation uh, with the Reverend Jacob Armstrong, mm -hmm. who serves at Providence United Methodist Church uh, here in Middle Tennessee. And uh, in that conversation, you get to see what is sort of feels like theory, how it's actually being fleshed out in a real church and ministry. And sometimes phrases like intentional discipleship system uh, mm -hmm. sound daunting, right? We think, good grief, I'm just trying to get through Sunday some weeks. <laughs> uh, I know when I was serving in the church, it was like that. Yeah. But what we're really talking about is uh, uh, loving God and others on purpose and having a plan for do that. And in, in the study guide, at one point, I think it's suggested, I, I suggested that we plan to get ready for a baby uh, at our house. We have uh, two grown daughters now, and uh, we read the books. I think it's one of the books was uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Absolutely. And we painted the room and built the crib and and uh, did all the things. We had showers in preparation and yep. uh, poured over baby name books. There are all kinds of things you do to get ready for someone that you're going to love. It's going to be a part of your life. And so... Um, Planning to love the people uh, in your reach is uh, its not as daunting as intentional discipleship system, but it's the same thing. It's about knowing where are people at in their lives, what's going on with them, where are they at in their faith journey. Maybe they're nowhere. Maybe they're not sure if they're even interested sure. in faith. In all these different ways, it means creating opportunities and paths to life in Jesus and then ultimately to ministry, to, to serve Jesus in the world. So. Uh, so it's less daunting when you think about it. We all make a plan every week, whether it's a plan to take the kids to school or whatever, to show love and help others get where God wants them to be. And that's really what uh, this movement is about. Yeah. So in this course, there are videos that you watch, but it begins with a particular video um, named Sarah, right? Is right. Sarah, the, the, and, and I've seen the video and, you know, some people get moved by music. Right, they hear a particular song and they're just transfixed and taken to another place. Uh, I'm kind of cold. <laughs> right, I hear music and nothing happens to me. But if I see a video, um, I get moved really quickly. And and I was moved by this video. So say a little bit about the video. Well, yeah, I would invite people to go to seealthepeople.org. Yeah, and there you'll uh, you'll see right there on the homepage there's a, a place to click on uh, the Sarah video, and it's just a short story, a mm -hmm. uh, short clip about, uh, well, I don't want to describe it. The, the only thing worse than uh, reading a review about a movie is having to listen to a guy talk about a review about a movie. But uh, True. It, it's really a, just a wonderful example of what um, you know, Christian philosopher Simone Weil said, the secret of life is paying attention mm -hmm. or absolute attention is prayer. Mm -hmm. And, and this, this clip is really a nice little vignette or story about what happens when we pay attention to what's going on around us and the opportunities that God brings for us to connect with someone else's life and ultimately in ways that we don't always get to see, uh, impact them uh, in a kingdom-sized way. So I encourage people to go watch the video. I don't want to, no spoilers, right? Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to tell you the end, but it, it, is, yeah. uh, it is a nice example of everyday encounter with someone that can change their life and change your life too. Yeah, so. yeah, very helpful. So we, we've given sort of the broad overview uh, of the resource. Uh, tell us a little more how it can help churches be intentional with making disciples, with helping that to be the focus of what churches are about. 
Right. Sometimes my experience in the church, and everybody doesn't have this experience, but church can become a bit like a club. I see all the people that I know in yeah. church. I'm excited to be with all of the, the folks that I haven't seen for a week or longer. And uh, and I, I forget sometimes that, that we're really about a big idea, which mm-hmm. is also a small idea, is follow Jesus and, yep. and the God he leads us to and lead yeah. others to him. And so uh, with this with this approach, a small group can watch a video clip like you do with all kinds of studies. There are all kinds of great studies out there. But you watch the clip, then you have great discussion questions. The study guide at least provides some. I will say, I don't know if they're great discussion questions, but I think they're helpful. I think they're pretty good. They yeah. touch everyday life and, and help you to begin to talk about what it would mean to follow Jesus. So, for example, in the first session, um, the, it's, it's entitled, Whose Job Is It to Make Disciples?, Right. And and sometimes I'm just hoping it's the pastor's job because if it means I have to go out and when I was a young man, we handed out tracks on the beach. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if people know what those are anymore. There's a whole series of tracks. Unfortunately, they do. Yeah. And so there were lots of campus ministries that were doing this. Oh, and yeah. I remember handing these things to people on the beach and, and we wanted people to know Jesus. So it wasn't we weren't our motives were good. Um, but uh that wasn't actually the best way for folks. <laughs> At least my experience was that that most folks did not find that uh, a loving moment. They felt more like I was selling them something. More ma- more manipulative right. than relationship building, it sounds like. So my recoil from that has been to sort of think, well, then it's some sort of religious expert's job, like the that's pastor right. or the priest Somebody or the bishop. answers. Right. And, uh, but, but that's not true. So the original impulse was actually probably pretty good, and that is that it's all of our jobs to make disciples that's of right. Jesus. But the, the key is first follow, mm. be it to make it, because uh, we can get wrapped up in doing the work of God, doing uh, evangelism or missionary work or even just uh, church work yep. um, and forget that the, the first priority we have, we're not going to lead anybody to Jesus until we follow Jesus. And mm. that means Amen. doing what John Wesley called the means of grace, right? What are the ways that we experience God's grace? Uh, whether that's prayer, whether that's uh, experiencing the Lord's Supper and sacraments, or uh, he talked about holy conferencing, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. There's this great John Wesley quote that that uh, I don't hear a lot, but it's uh, the image of God. Uh, conversation is the image of God visibly expressed. Mm. Or holy conferencing is the fancy phrase that he used. Yep. But it really means a kind of engagement with others. And that's a means of grace as well. Absolutely. So, But if I'm not first following Jesus, if I'm not first nurturing the life of faith through these, some people call them disciplines, uh, but they're really, once again, the plans you make to experience love and share love. If I'm not doing that, I'm not leading anybody else yeah. there at all. So yeah. the first step is yes, it's my job to make disciples of Jesus, not just the pastors, but it's also my job to first follow Jesus in order to do that. Yeah, so, and have those habits in place that help us stay connected with God. Yeah, so uh, and that this helps churches, but it also helps small groups, right? So this isn't just simply a, it can be a church-wide study, right? But it can also be something small groups use um, say more about how small groups might use this resource. Well, depending on there are lots of different kinds of small groups. So True. depending on who you are, if you were if you're a really tight four or five person Wesleyan band, I think some yeah. folks call that by that name, which is a really intimate group. You can use almost any material in the world because your relationships are so close. This is this is designed to be used by just about anybody, though. You could be you could have a group of folks who are new to the church. 
You could have uh, an existing group that's been through, say, a disciple Bible study or Sunday school class could even use this. It's really flexible to be adapted to, to your group and your situation. Uh, the language and the study guide and also uh, Junius's language is user-friendly language. It's not yes. uh, you're not going to be weighted down with freighty theological ideas or something. It's it's basic. What does it mean? One oh one in some levels. But the deeper level of this is that actually uh, there is a spiritual depth that comes to committing mm. to see all the people that actually deepens your faith in some ways that you might not experience by Bible reading, uh, going to church, all the things that you need to do, the means of grace, there's this extra dimension of depth, which really I think gets in the heart of Jesus, and that is that uh, empathy for others is nurtured when you begin to just pay attention to them. And this is what we see in Jesus, right? He seems to see everybody, even the most invisible, the most marginalized, the most forgotten by the culture. And so, so there's a sort of spiritual depth to this as well. So even though it's three sessions, and you can make it longer if you wanted to, there's, there's all kinds of adaptability there. But uh, it's really going to help your group, again, to rethink what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to share Christ's love with others, and then ultimately the depth that comes from having your heart reshaped after the heart of Christ, yeah. uh, which I think all of us who want to be mature disciples are, are shooting for anyway. Yeah. You know, what comes to mind as you're, you're sharing that is the story of the widow's might. Right. You know, it, and like other people, I had the same sort of anxiety when it comes to stewardship campaigns or, you know, preaching on generosity or what have you. But I love that passage. I always love that passage because in my mind, the way it unplays is, is so Jesus says to the disciples, hey, come here. You see her? You know, and, and no one else seems to notice her, but Jesus notices her. Right? He sees her and says, she's doing it the right way. Right. She's not right. flaunting it. She's giving it what she has. I, I, you know, duty may not be the best way of saying it. I, you know, that carries some baggage that I don't think is there. But, um, but it, yeah, she's like the big giver, right? So you're like they're uh, all watching everybody else who are you know tossing in the big the big chunks of change, writing the big checks. You know, the big tithers. We know we love those folks. Right. Uh, Jesus is saying in God's economics and God's way of working, uh, this person is actually making the biggest splash uh, for what God is up to in the world. But yeah, he has cool. the eyes to see it. Right. Right. It's like no one else has the eyes to see it in the story. Not the disciples, not the other religious leaders, but Jesus. And th- and that's what we're called to. Right. Is to have those sorts of eyes of compassion, those eyes to, to see all the people. And this resource is not just as, you know, I guess I guess my hope would be that those listening to this podcast would be leaders of this. Right. right. That it's not just about uh, their own growth, which which is good. And we all need that. We all are on that journey. Uh, but how do we help disciple others? How do we become formal, informal mentors to others, right? And right. resources like this help us to do that and to begin to live that out when we're not sure exactly how do we do that, right? right? And this is what, one part of the process. It's not the full process, right? right? It's just one step in how we as leaders can come alongside others uh, and help them to grow, help them to grow and their own relationship, but then to begin to grow in their own compassion, their right. their own way of seeing others. Um, so, and, and you've given me the opportunity to look over and see what you put together, and it's it's a fantastic resource. You've done a, a marvelous job of uh, making sure it's not just simply another uh, information gathering session, right? Right, but that we're truly uh, going along this road of of disciple, being a disciple, growing as a disciple. Um, what other insights? Do you want to give to those who might do 
use this, utilize this resource, what would you, you know, what tips would you give to, to using this well? Well, the first thing I would suggest is that you just simply go to seealthepeople.org, yep. click on it, and sign up like you're going to go through and do a session. It's not going to cost you anything. It's free. The study guide is a free PDF download, but you have to sort of get in to do that. And I just take a look at it. What You can go through and watch the videos at your own speed. You can go through and watch them all. You can download the study guide. Do whatever you want. There's even a link to the Sarah video within that mm -hmm. sort of uh, uh, teaching, con uh, learning context. So I just check it out. It's not intimidating at all, and it, it, it's an opportunity. I, I know in the church, I've done everything from 34 weeks of disciple Bible study, which and, and covenant Bible study is, is uh, like 24 weeks, and these are just daunting, right? Yes. Some folks just say, I can't do that. And then other folks say, well, maybe I could do a month. You know, with three sessions, yeah. you can get almost anybody to, to be on board for three sessions. And so I, I think that, that uh, many churches will find that whether it's uh, with their committees or their teams as they uh, get ready for their uh, annual conference or for their charge conference or for whatever gatherings they have in the church, getting your team members together mm -hmm. is another great way to do this. But, it, but because it's, it's uh, written and developed in a way that is accessible to anybody and everybody, I think that, that I would use it. If I were in the church right now, I would be using it on, in Sunday school on Sunday morning okay. with the classes that are looking for something, but they're not looking for 24 weeks. Or they're looking right. for something short. Uh, they're also looking for what's the essence of our faith? What are hmm. we really about? And sometimes in church, you know, I want to tell everybody about what's happened in, in you know, the past 250 years of Wesleyan experience. And they really just want to know what's the bottom line. Yeah. And one of the things I like about this study is that it's a bottom line study. This is mm -hmm. the this is the takeaway. This is the who cares or the so what. Mm -hmm. uh, the so what is uh, experiencing God's love in Jesus Christ and sharing that love with others, not in weird ways, not in manipulative ways, but in authentic organic and consistent ways where we are in actually engaged with people where they live in our communities, where we work with them and shop and eat and play and, and actually uh, in a normal way share what God's doing in our life. And so it, it, I think this kind of study can help everybody reawaken to the fact that, oh, yeah, God's doing something in my life. Right. Yep. And that something that God does in me uh, and in us together is always a something to be shared. It's always a gift that keeps giving, if you will. So that's, I would suggest, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, I'm always suspicious when someone says, this is for everybody and for everything. Right. But One size fits all. This is really a, a very adaptable. And, and it gets back to, uh, I think, the heart of what Christian faith is about. Yeah, good. So you, there's also a, a component where people can give comments to. Right. Right, and you've been fortunate enough to read those comments. What kind of comments, what kind of feedback have you gotten so far? It's only been out for a little over two weeks, so we're still very new into this. But what sort of feedback have you received thus far? Well, it's really exciting. There's a couple of sections where, where folks can share their thoughts or just say who you are and where you are and why you might want to use this or what's going okay. on. What's most exciting for me is to see the actual real people in real churches. Whether And it's uh, across the board. It's pastors and leaders. It's... Uh, average folks, uh, laity is the, the religious term for that, but it's everyday people saying, we really want to see this happen in our church. Mm -hmm. And they'll describe something great or something challenging going on mm -hmm. in their church or their community. Uh, some churches are facing a difficult decline, right, and aging of their congregations. Sure. And and our, our response tends to be an anxious attempt to program our way out of decline. You know, mainline right. uh, Protestant denominations are spend a lot of energy so, trying to figure out how we're going to dig ourselves out of this. Uh, and instead of just you know maybe taking a deep breath and saying, oh, remember what God has asked us to do. 
right? And what God has asked us to do is not to anxiously um, build a plan to get out. And here's the the interesting thing about this. There's, it feels like there's almost a a tension between making a plan Mm -hmm. and seeing people, right? Because you'd say, well, so I've got this plan. What happens if it doesn't fit the people I see? Mm -hmm. So part of what you're really doing is planning to see and seeing to plan. So as you like make that, a plan yeah. for how to engage people on the ground in the in the place where you already serve, you'll discover that your plan reshapes for them, and that's fine. It, in fact, it's not just fine; it's it's the way of our Savior. Jesus yeah. was constantly going off the beaten trail to encounter people where they are, and whatever your plans were, those plans get rewritten right yeah. <laughs> uh, in the actual act of of meeting and engaging other people. So. Yeah, so I, I would say that that uh, that there's both this intentionality, this on purpose, make a plan to share love with people, and then when you actually meet these folks, God is sending them to you. God's changing you, and it turns out that maybe even they're the clue to what vitality or whatever that is, the measure by which we think that our churches are doing well. Uh, these folks actually become the ones God sent us to. And, and so there's this deepening of our own faith, and, and we also discover that uh, the main thing is what we need to keep doing and not worry about planning our way out. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, several, several thoughts there as you were, you were talking. Uh, you know, one of the images was Zacchaeus, the story of Zacchaeus and right. Jesus seeing him on the side of the road and how that changed, yeah, how it changed Zacchaeus' life. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, any other thoughts, comments, suggestions for using this before we wrap up? Well, I just encourage everybody to go to seeallthepeople.org. Go ahead and, and click and take a look for yourself and see what you think and and then and then make it fit your setting. The truth is there's not a right or wrong way to do this. You can some folks may want to start with the third session, which is discipleship begins with relationship, which mm-hmm. is fine. Begin where you want. Uh, yeah. There's there I think it is there is kind of a flow and a sequence and I like that the sequence of it, but it doesn't matter. Do what fits your context, make it yep. fit where you are. Yeah, true. Yeah, good good words to end on. David, thank you for for coming in and uh, being a part of this. And we do hope uh, people will take advantage of this resource. And when they do, to make sure and comment and let them know, let you know where they're where they're where they're at, how they're using it, and how it's going in their churches. Uh, so thanks to all our listeners. We want to continue to be in ministry with you. So please uh, be interactive with us. Uh, you can find me on our website. You can find my email address shughes at umcdiscipleship.org. You can find me on Twitter at Rev Scott's Tweets, tweets also at UMC Adult Form for adult formation. David, are you on Twitter? I am, at Facticity. Facticity. I know, right? That's, that's, that's not very helpful, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, that's great. That's great. Uh, and you can also reach out to David. His email address is? D-T-E-E-L at umcdiscipleship.org. So teal, not like the color. Not like the color. Two E's instead of E-A. Yeah, okay. Very good. Um, So we look forward to also your suggestions for feedback for this podcast. Um, And you can find more information of other resources on our website, umcdiscipleship.org. And so until next time, peace. Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.